now let's hear our next exit interview. Here we are talking to a list of former Phoenicians about why they left. In Phoenix, it's not cool to say you're from Phoenix. Like, I'm guilty of that too. Anybody that told me that they were born and raised in Phoenix and then they're in their 30s, I'm like, what are you doing here? So <laughs> I don't trust you at all. You are and have been for your entire life so entrenched in this place. Um, you know, what did it take to, to get you to move? What's that been like? Well, what it really took is a pandemic. Huh? My body sort of had like this fight or flight response. And I was like, man, I got to get out of this country. Like this country is not built for us. I wanted a challenge. I wanted to grow. And people say in New York, that's if you can survive there, <laughs> you can live anywhere. You think you'll ever come back? I will never say never. I really can't say what's going to happen in the future, but... I, I'm not letting go of Phoenix. What kept me here was the people. I was fortunate enough to meet some wonderful individuals, genuine, really good people. Next up, painter Antoinette Colley. I was actually raised in different parts of Phoenix. Hmm. So I sort of like bounced between West and South Phoenix and even North Phoenix for a stint. So I feel really connected to the city as a whole, but I think my energy in recent years has shifted towards South Phoenix specifically because I've looked to impact the black community more. Collie's art is a mix of intense realism, portraiture, and what she has called hood whimsical. She sees herself as a representative and an advocate for the black community of South Phoenix. You know, my entire next body of work is specifically about South Phoenix and it will tie in the South sides of other major cities globally. So I feel like what I've been doing is sort of like dipping my toe in the water of, you know, speaking to and for the community here. And what I'm about to do is kick in some doors and yell for the community here. A few years ago, Kali was at the height of her career in Phoenix. In the summer of 2020, her mural of little-known Black author and activist James Baldwin went up on the side of the 1001 building on Roosevelt Row downtown, nine stories tall. She did it in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement. His silhouette is outlined with a Baldwin quote, Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. It was a bold move by an up-and-coming child prodigy of an artist who felt like she was finally having her moment. I want Black children to be able to look at this mural and see the possibilities for themselves. Like, I want this to be a mirror. That was from my interview with Kali on the show in August of 2020. She painted the Baldwin mural overlooking the streets where protesters had marched for justice in the wake of George Floyd's death. And it made her a household name here. So watching this massive piece of your work be plastered to the side of a massive building in the center of the city, like, what does that feel like? It's kind of overwhelming, to be honest. I've been at it for 10 years, but I quit my job like four or five years ago to pursue my full-time art career. And it has not been easy by any means. Gosh, I always get so emotional. But to look back at when I first quit my job and the stress. I was so stressed. At one point I ended up in the doctor's office. Like I didn't know what was wrong with me. And it was just stress from the uncertainty of everything. 
not knowing how I was going to pay my bills or, you know, how I was going to do this or how I was going to do that. And I have all these grandiose dreams and how are they going to happen to go from that five years ago to standing in front of this, you know, it's nine stories tall, this mural to do that as a black woman in Phoenix is like, I don't think anyone could have envisioned that. But personally, post-Floyd America was suffocating her. She told me she felt like she had to get out of Phoenix, out of America. My body sort of had like this fight or flight response. And I was like, man, I got to get out of this country. Like this country is not built for us. Like it's built by us, but it's not for us and it never will be for us. So I need to go somewhere where it's safer. At the same time, even as her career blossomed in Phoenix, she felt she had hit a ceiling here. As much as she loved this place, it couldn't give her what she needed as an artist anymore. You know, I've shown at the galleries I want to show at. I've tried to get into the museums, and at times it feels like they're not even paying attention to me. Hmm. I've applied for residencies in Tempe, in Tucson, in Phoenix. No one's accepting me. So what more can I really do here? You Hmm. know, like I love Phoenix. This will forever be home. No matter how much I grow career-wise, artistically, I will always bring it back home. The community means so much to me. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without them. But at the same time, this is such a young city. Like it's not as developed as some of us need it to be in order to really step into our full potential. She applied for residencies across the globe and landed one in, of all places, Berlin, Germany. So for me, I knew that leaving would open up more opportunities, but it would also up my value as an artist Mm. becoming international. And especially in a place like Europe, for some reason, Europe is just like the creme de la creme of the (laughs) fine art world. (laughs) Let me ask you about that. Like, what's it been like being in Berlin and Europe in in the art world there? What do people make of you from from Phoenix? Did they say, what do you mean? Where's Phoenix? (laughs) I mean, they they definitely do. (laughs) And they they have a hard time comprehending how hot it gets here. Uh They're just blown away. They're blown away. I mean, in Berlin last summer, the hottest it got was... 97 like four days in a row and that was like a heat wave you know and I was like come on you guys (laughs) (laughs) but it's interesting because I was in Germany during a very harsh countrywide lockdown Mm -hmm. so the only things that were open when I arrived were grocery stores and pharmacies (laughs) and people weren't even allowed to really go to work they had to work from home but I was sort of an exception because I had a studio by the time things opened up it was summertime and there were still a ton of restrictions and regulations so people couldn't really like have events per se like you know they couldn't have networking events or big gallery openings or whatever so I didn't really start getting to know people within the industry or sort of movers and shakers in the city until towards the end of 2021. I didn't really get to network, but the response to my work was very interesting because it was very similar to what it is in the United States. It Mm. was just this like people in awe and people really resonated and they got the messages, but like they got sort of the universal messages of like overcoming trauma or working through pain or resilience. You know, they got these messages from the paintings But when it came to, you know, the elements of like Black American culture, Black American hood culture, those were things they couldn't fully understand, Mm -hmm. but they still connected with the work. So 
my opening in Berlin was phenomenal. It was packed like shoulder to shoulder. So it really spoke volumes to me of like what I can accomplish. I really built a great sense of community in Berlin. I'm kind of amazed at it when I think (laughs) about it, especially with like a pandemic and a lockdown, but I have a really strong support system there. You know, I've worked with a couple of galleries. I was invited to speak at the Soho House Berlin about my work. I spoke at some schools there to some of the students. So what are your impressions now of Phoenix, having Mm -hmm. lived somewhere like Berlin, especially in the time that you've been there? You know, it's so interesting because I'm such a diehard Phoenix girl. I'm like, (laughs) yes, I will rep my city till the end of things, you know? (laughs) But moving away really showed me what we're lacking as far as the the fine arts industry goes Mm. and the fact that we don't even really have an industry here. You know, I moved to a city like Berlin and the government is like, yes, freelance artists, we will support you. We'll give you money. We'll give you affordable housing. We'll, We'll make sure you don't get evicted. We'll give you opportunities. Like there is just like the city is covered in art The government really values it as a part of society, as as an important integral part of the culture. It's not like an addition to make a building pretty. It's like, no, this is a part of who we are. Mm. And just seeing that and seeing like this community of artists and how much they're valued and how much they're taken care of, not just on a community level, but on like a government level was, it's kind of like mind blowing to Mm. me. There are so many galleries in Berlin. It's kind of ridiculous. Like somebody told me that there are more galleries in the city of Berlin than all of Brazil combined. Wow. Um, (laughs) Everyone has a gallery there. But like, (laughs) and the city's covered in graffiti. Um, I think that was a result of the wall coming down. Artists came in and wanted to take back what they felt was theirs. And um, so the city is just, it's beautiful. Like it is just, it is a piece of art. So to go from Phoenix where like, I was getting really great opportunities in Phoenix, like, you know, winning competitions and getting to exhibit at the Mon Orchid and just all these great things. But then I moved to a city like Berlin and I'm like, man, that makes, you know, what I did in Phoenix look like child's play. There are like, like too many opportunities, (laughs) a little overwhelming. So you mentioned so, some of the reasons behind this, right? Like this idea that Phoenix is such a young city that right. you, know, you sometimes have to leave to to fulfill your full potential. I've heard this from a lot of people. I've felt this, right? Like this is a narrative in Phoenix. Do you think it's on its way to changing? Will you be a part of that change? I think it's totally on its way to changing. Coming back home after almost a year and a half, I've seen a lot of the changes. It's hard to say what the city will be in 10 years, but I feel like if you give it time, it will become and LA, maybe not in density, but culturally and opportunity-wise and industry-wise, I think things will definitely change because I've seen a lot of changes in the past few years. And I've seen a lot of changes in the year that I was gone. Mm -hmm. The change is happening, but for some of us, it's going to happen too slow. So we have to go other places. Mm. Yeah. Will you ever come back and live here full-time again? Um, It's not out of the question for sure. I think that seeing what I've seen internationally and seeing the way the German government functions and the way that they take care of their people, like living in a socialist society, like experiencing that really opened my eyes to the fact that the quality of life is so much better in other countries than it is in the United States. And I feel a lot safer. So, you know, my plan is to have multiple places that I can stay and not necessarily stay 
in the United States full time. But I mean, I can never get away from Phoenix, though. Like this is my (laughs) this is my first love. So maybe one day I'll end up living here full time. But for me, I feel like the world is mine. So why not go out and take everything that's meant for me? Yeah. All right. Artist Antoinette Colley joining us. Antoinette, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and reflecting on this. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. been listening to Exit Interview. An earlier version of this story appeared on KJZZ's The Show. If you liked this episode, subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Exit Interview is a KJZZ original production. This episode was written, produced, and hosted by me, Lauren Gilger. It was co-produced by Nick Sanchez, and our executive producer is Amy Silverman. Until next time, thanks for listening. 